of America is being squandered. How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible, citizen-centric government? This is my Populism with a purpose. Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician, and she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and postpartisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. And good morning. You know, the Democrats waited with bated breath for the Mueller report because they figured they were going to get the goods. And then the Republicans said, oh, let's just wait for the Horowitz report and it will prove the FBI was uh, their criminals. And guess what? Neither of those things happened. You know, the purpose of inspector generals and boy, this one at Justice has been busy, has he not? Still investigating the 2016 election as we approach the 2020 election without, without the 21st century uh, security mechanisms that we need to make sure that our election is free and fair and free of foreign interference. Okay, none of that's happened. In fact, both the head of cyber at Department at Homeland Security um, and at NSA, who, by the way, were both women, um, both resigned about a week ago. So here's what happened this week. The Horowitz report on the origins of the so-called Russia investigation of the or the Trump invest the investigation of Russian connection to the Trump administration finally hit the printer. And the Horowitz report did exactly what an inspector general report is supposed to do. First, it debunked the myths. Okay? Number one, the FBI's counterintelligence investigation of the Trump presidential campaign was properly predicated when it was opened. It was opened not because of the Steele dossier. It was opened because of George Papadopoulos' conversations about the Russians having stuff and they were going to help Trump using that stuff they had on the Democrats. And this Australian diplomat correctly told his management about the conversation and they informed the FBI. So all of you out there, all you conspiracy theorists, here are a couple of facts. You know, IGs are independent. They are also not afraid. They they're part of the civil service. Um and they are truth their their objective is is twofold. It is to make sure that employees of the government stay within the confines of law. That they're not corrupt in any way. And they are also very important. In fact, most of the work that IGs do is around what we in the private sector called 
call continuous improvement. In other words, if I examine the way that a certain event took place, I may find things that we could do as an organization that would make the organization better. It doesn't mean anything was bad, anything was wrong. It just means it's our continuous job to make things better, quicker, cheaper, smarter, and more effective. Okay, so if we take those two things, here goes. Number one, the investigation was properly predicated. Two, it was as defensive in nature as it could be. In other words, it was not that they thought that candidate Trump was an agent of the Russians. What they were afraid of was that somewhere in his organization there was a Russian mole. And and so this orga- this investigation was as, was to protect the American election electoral system and it also really it was intended to protect the candidate from the potential that somebody from within his own campaign could harm him in cahoots with a foreign government. Okay, so number one, the investigation was properly predicated and opened at a sufficiently high level. Number two, neither Peter Strzok nor Lisa Page had the authority to make any major decisions in this investigation. They were subordinate to the decision makers. And beyond that, uh, we get into the specifics of what happened. Um, and in, in, that, in that entire um, situation, what we found was, what they found was that while the investigation was properly predicated, the FISA issue surrounding Carter Page, who has been on the FBI's radar for over a decade, that that FISA warrant was not was was not properly executed that the people who signed off at the top of the FBI and DOJ based on the information on the page in front of them did not get all the straight skivvy they found 40 separate little pieces of things that could have been done better some of those involved personnel some people are going to lose their jobs in fact one lawyer already has okay and they should because they did stuff that was outside the rules or they manipulated evidence and and the FBI is not allowed to do that. Um, There are 40 separate recommendations in the report. I've read it. It's tedious, but I got through it. Um, and, And they make a lot of sense. And the thing that I saw in the hearing when Inspector General Horowitz went before the Senate Judiciary Committee was that there was bipartisan support for reforms of the FISA um, uh, system that would strengthen it, that would make sure that the rules are more tightly, um, uh, that the rules are tighter and that the implications of getting out of those, outside of those rules Um, are clearly understood by the people in that chain of command. In other words, if you stray from the rules, you're going to lose your job. Um, So that that the senior leadership of the FBI, who has to sign off on this massive amount of evidence that you need to get a FISA warrant, um, 
can have confidence. So some of that is about ethics, because while I don't think there was any political bias, okay, the, 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 the IG finds no political bias. He found as many people who were strong supporters of President Trump as he did opponents among the people. And FBI agents are allowed in their private lives to have opinions, just like the rest of us. They just can't bring them to work. He didn't see any evidence that any of these people brought these uh, their political <coughs> prejudices to work. But I do think, if you read the report carefully, that there was some what we would call confirmation bias, and that that confirmation bias had some implications on some of the human source material that the FBI you gathered and used. And that confirmation bias <coughs> does include people like Peter Strzok, who is the foremost Russia hunter in the FBI, or was the foremost Russia hunter in the FBI, the guy who found this deep cover network and then manipulated it for a decade before they closed in on it. So I think there was a an there was a, a a confirmation bias that indeed the Russians were trying to mess with the Trump <coughs> campaign, and by golly, the FBI needed to get to the bottom of it and find out who was manipulating the candidate. Um, now I, I I caveat that by saying that's an opinion. Um, that's not stated in the report, but I I think what the report says is important that there was no political bias, <clears throat> no political motive. Now, there were four FISA warrants before we condemned the, the FBI beyond where we should. Okay, so let's take the 40 things, the 40 facts that, it, that Inspector General Horowitz found in terms of the execution of one FISA warrant and the renewal of that FISA warrant against Carter Page, which <coughs> demand, they don't just kind of indicate, they demand reform. And Christopher Wray, um, who was the head of the criminal division of the Department of Justice during the uh, Bush years, uh, one of the best, you know, a top-notch criminal lawyer, is already busy putting those 40 elements into place with more training, with stricter rules, with more accountability in senior management, with letting the field offices have a little less freedom in terms of assembling a FISA case, etc. All very good things to do. One thing that stands out that I think Christopher Ray could do on his own, but which the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee folks on both sides of the aisle support seem to support is the creation of an ombudsman who represents the person or persons against whom the FISA warrant would be implemented in the process of assembling the case. So in other words, you would have an advocate for the defense within the process who could question the evidence, question the assumptions, question, you know, the, the process and the predicate 
for the warrant or its renewal as that process is taking place. And that would make a stronger argument, a stronger case in situations that then went forward to the um, assistant attorney general and then to the FISA judges. I think that's a great idea. Um, it would it would definitely give you and I um, greater um, sense of security that we're using the FISA surveillance, which is very intrusive, um, in a proper way. And that is something I believe um, the uh, director could do on his own. That is, if he remains director, given that President Trump was unhappy about um, Christopher Wray's defense of the overall arching um, premise of the report, that there was no undue political influence and that the investigation was properly predicated and opened. It also points to some real deficiencies in the way in which Human sources like steel are uh, used and are um, and are tracked and followed, and their veracity actually quantified. Um, and that is another change that Director Ray has said he will make. And I think again, that's a really important change. Doesn't require legislation; it can be done in a regulatory fas- fashion. So. If, if you look at this overall, there were four FISA warrants. One of them, one of them clearly had deficiencies. There's no doubt about it. And the identification of those deficiencies will lead to a stronger FISA process. And beyond that, as Amy Klobuchar, in her quiet way, when she said, I want to tone this down, went through and said to the inspector, asked the inspector general, were there any problems with the FISA warrant on Mike Flynn? No. Were there any problems with the FISA warrant on George Papadopoulos? No. And were there any problems with the FISA warrant on Paul Manafort? No. So what can we say? we can say there was no political influence in the predication of, in the opening of the investigation. We can say that the people who were guilty of um, violations of U.S. law and public trust um, and or lying to the FBI about their activities have either pled guilty or been found guilty, leading back to that predication. And we can say that the FISA process, like any other process that involves human beings, needs to be strengthened and managed and supervised. But when the President of the United States tweets out that he's not sure Christopher Ray can do his job because 
he actually made a statement in defense of the 37,000 FBI personnel who worked for him about the proper predication and, yes, the deficiencies which he's already started to address. He got undermined by the President of the United States. Now, number one, the 10-year term of the FBI director is intended to keep him out of presidential politics or her. Someday there will be a woman. And two, this president's already fired one FBI director. This one he picked. I don't think he can fire him again. And I think Chris Ray is doing the right thing between holding his people accountable and, in fact, standing up for them. And that, folks, is what a leader does. A leader takes responsibility for the good stuff and the not-so-good stuff and makes it his or her responsibility to fix what isn't right. But when the President of the United States calls the FBI and its 37,000 employees scum, well, then I have an issue with the President of the United States. That's inappropriate, it's untrue, and it's remarkable in the fact that he depends on those FBI agents and Secret Service agents, that scum, to defend him and his family every day, 7 by 24. He expects those people to lay down their lives to protect his. Can you imagine how those people must feel when they're referred to as scum. So, in, in, in closing, the Inspector General has done his job. It is time, it is way past time, to learn the lessons of 2016 and to make sure we have applied them appropriately in, the, in 2020 and to finally close this chapter and stop searching for the guilty where none exist. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Reimagine America Radio Hour. Subscribe to the Reimagine America podcast at reimagineamerica.org and ricochet.com. Email Joyce at Joyce at Reimagine America Radio. Follow her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy, all one word. And you can follow the show at Reimagine Radio. This has been Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Take a minute now and go to www.reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum, donate, tell others, and sign up to receive future podcasts. That's reimagineamerica.org. And join us again next week for Reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.